This is a HeadGum Podcast. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, Snurkbulls, hey. It's your friend Tig. I just wanted to tell you I'll be filming my stand-up special Saturday, June 10th at the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York. That's Saturday, June 10th. 2023 this year saturday june 10th go to tignotaro.com to buy your tickets now it's going to be a fun one and there just might be a special guest you're not going to want to miss this grand old time so stop what you're doing right now get your tickets at tignotaro.com then get back to listening to the nonsense that is tig and cheryl true story Tig? Cheryl? Okay, I'm trying to think of what we cover in this. Well, I would say we talk about chainsaws, for sure. Magic? Yeah, there's magic. and There's magic. There's um, carrot top? Carrot bottom. We talk about carrot oh, bottom. Oh, no. No, he does not want to be called carrot bottom. There's no way. Carrot bottom girls, you make the <laughs> no, rockin' world go round. Yeah. Get on your bikes and ride! And then we really have a very candid discussion about drugs where we really break mm. it down for people. We really reveal <laughs> our vast we are, knowledge. <laughs> yeah. About rolling around in drugs. <laughs> um, okay, I think uh, let's let's just get right to it, shall we? Yeah, yeah, let's not waste any not time. Let's any get into the, the yeah, circus. They're going to want to hear this. Ladies and jerks, welcome to the amazing Jonathan documentary. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig. Hey. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, good. Just you know, doing my um touring and my joking and what have you yeah how are the jokes going over good you know sometimes there's silence (laughs) well sure i mean that's my style but there's also um you know rowdy rowdy folk Ah. sometimes Mm -hmm. you mean shouting out during your set or something sometimes yeah do the the snurk bulls get too rowdy this is a question Mm, 
I mean, it's a mix of people, but certainly there's there's snark bulls that yell out and stuff. But the shows have been fun. But as long as as long as people are yelling out at the right moments, like after a joke is done, and then you yell and scream. Is that how it works? <laughs> well, is that how it works in comedy? <laughs> well, I'm not really looking for people to yell and scream. <laughs> or just like laugh loudly. Just laugh. Okay. Yeah. Just laugh. I mean, if I ask people a question. Yeah, then you can shout stuff out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Respond. But yeah. I'm not looking for a rowdy barroom type vibe. Ah, um, that makes sense. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You want yeah. people to enjoy the show. Yeah. 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 I want to enjoy the show, and I want everyone else yeah, to enjoy the show. same. And I have been enjoying the shows. Oh, and I'm getting ready for my special which I'll be taping in June, mm. and I'm about to, I think I can say it now. It's going to be in Brooklyn. That's exciting. Yeah. Very yeah. exciting. How are you doing? Whoa, well, uh, good, 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 good. I'll say good for now. I've been doing a lot of traveling. And by the way, one thing that I've learned about myself, I just did, a, I hosted an event for, UCF, University of Central Florida, because that's my alma mater. Oh. Yeah. And um, I should not be doing things like that because Why? I have to introduce people, and we uh-huh. all know I don't do well with names. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Like, it is a complete panic, and there's something about me, even though backstage I will go over the name over and over in my head yeah. how I know it's supposed to sound yeah and then you pull a john travolta and then i pull a john travolta like every time and it's almost it's not funny (laughs) it's not did you did you hurt feelings i'm hoping i didn't hurt feelings because Mm -hmm. i you know i would i made it very clear that my intention is to get it right yeah but even you know even like a name like guillermo i know how to say it and what did you say? I don't know. Gi- not Guillermo. Not Guillermo. It was like uh, Guillermo. And then people are like, Cheryl, it's not. You know it's not. And it's like, no, I know it's not. And hold on, I'm going to get it right. And it's just like, don't uh-huh. put that. Maybe I don't. I shouldn't be in that. Or if I, mm-hmm. if I host mm-hmm. something, I yeah. should pre-tape the names and then mm. when it, and then I can I can say everything leading up to their name and then just push a button and and then it'll say Guillermo. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Why? Well, At least it would be right, and then it would be like, okay, she she made the effort to really. You're saying to drop it in, like yeah, when yeah. you when it's like, yeah. This week we're learning about turtles. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind what, of thing. That's what it's going to sound like. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you think that's a good idea? Well, I don't. Which is worse, that or or not saying somebody's name correctly? Turtles. <laughs> Guillermo. <laughs> and tonight, I'm real excited to welcome Guillermo. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. I don't. Well, we we have time to think about it. Turtles. <laughs> My phone is not ringing off the hook to uh, host. The next thing, uh-huh. so I for for this moment, I'm okay. Well, aside from being terrible at names, mm-hmm. um, do you enjoy hosting? I do. Okay. 
I'm happy to do it if it's for a, something that I really care about or that. Mm. Um, You're saying you don't want to host something that you don't care about. Yeah, like I yeah. I don't love it so much that I'm mm. dying to do it all the time. Do you like hosting things? I do. Oh, you do? Yeah, I love hosting things. And you know, it's funny because when I first started in stand-up, because I'm so low-key. Yeah. Are you? I was, well, yeah. you'd have to see me. Um, <laughs> but have to um, see your stuff. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. But I, I not only was not encouraged to host... <laughs> I was told I wasn't good at hosting, <laughs> and so I always thought, well, I guess I'm not a good host. Yeah. But I think because I've been doing stand-up for 25, almost 26 years, I'm just completely comfortable. Yeah. And I'm in my skin and body, yeah. and I, you know what I mean? And I feel like I'm oddly good at hosting. Yeah, because that's a lot of people's number one fear is to speak publicly in front of uh-huh. a crowd. So, yeah. yeah, if you can do that, you're doing great. But I've, I've hosted a lot of different things, different uh, award shows, and I and I really enjoyed it. I mean, I've certainly not done the Oscars or something well, like that. Well, hey, Oscars, hey, if you're listening. Hey, Oscars, hey, Oscars, hey Oscars, and I hey. think they are. <laughs> you know, that, you know that, that the Oscars are listening. Can I just say one thing that nobody wants uh-huh. to hear? Yeah. I'm having my bunion removed. <laughs> See, I would say everybody would want to hear that. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I, I will. What I, a big day! And, when does this happen? Uh, it happens on uh, like uh, May. Everybody, May. mark your calendars. <laughs> everybody, like, mark your calendars. Like May 9th or something. Okay, well, when you're out to lunch with friends yeah. or you're at work, know yeah. that Cheryl <laughs> is having... Where are you going to put... When you have it removed, where are you going to put it? Ew. Listen, people are just waking up. It's a Monday morning for a lot people of people. People might just be going to sleep. <laughs> don't, they don't need to think about it. And it's not like a gallstone that you put in a jar. Okay, listen, we're not going to talk about it. Well, but like my, just, my tumors are in jars. Oh, no. Yeah. Are they? And where are they? I don't, I've never followed up. I've never gone to visit them. Mm. But, you, you know, them. I think they hold on to those things. And that's why I'm curious where your bunion is going to go. <laughs> I think it works. Are like you going to have it cremated? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You should have it cremated and we should have a ceremony. <laughs> you know, a long time ago, I said that I would start an Instagram account for it. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be a liar. <laughs> Did you say that on our show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And so, yeah. um, no recollection. <laughs> I, you should. I mean, only for those people that want to follow it, because or most people- a TikTok account <laughs> and do like dance moves with it showing and no, no, and like all those fast cuts that they do in editing. I'm never gonna put my face in the picture, so people can't. Say. Well, yeah, nobody's interested in that. People are going to be going there strictly for the bunion. I'm going to all tell, listen, I think it would be better for our listeners because those interested can watch. And then the people that, we don't have to talk about it on this podcast anymore. Is your is your bunion male or female? It doesn't want to be identified as either. It's it's non-binary bunion? It's, it's not, you have a non-binary bunion? Binary bunion. <laughs> 
It's, oh my god! It's recognized by everyone, and how progressive thank of your you. foot! I know, because I was going to name it. Oh no! I think we listen. We haven't even talked about Paul Bunyan. <laughs> okay, okay, I can't. We Paul have, Bunyan. Can I just say something? Or Paula Bunyan. <laughs> We haven't even mentioned the name of this documentary, and now I feel like it's it's definitely my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on, because we've got to... I mean, do we need to talk about... Yeah, we got to talk about it. That's what we do. What, the documentary? (laughs) Yes, we need to talk about the documentary. Okay, moving right into it. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Catch my breath. Today, we are talking about the amazing Jonathan... Mm-hmm. It's a 2019 documentary directed by Ben Berman. It explores the life and career of magician Jonathan Sells. Sells? Oh, no. I watched the whole Turtle. thing. Turtle. <laughs> That's what I need. Turtle. <laughs> Anytime you go to say a name, you should turtle. just say Turtle. <laughs> Well, this is confusing me because this is the first time I'm actually looking at it in black and white, and his name is S-Z-E-L-E-S. Cheryl. Yeah? If you saw the documentary, it yeah. actually was in black and white uh, yeah. a lot. It was, on the, it was in the film. I was too busy looking at other things. Turtle. <laughs> so Jonathan Sells... He decides to leave retirement and do a final tour despite his terminal illness. Mm-hmm. The Amazing Jonathan debuted at Sundance and is available to watch on Hulu. Woo. I need to ask right out of the gate. Yeah. Because I was thinking about this a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I don't know. I didn't know The Amazing Jonathan. Um, and oh. I would tour around and I would see yeah. his um, oh his name. headshot. Yeah, it, it was. We would perform in the same clubs, and but you never saw him. No, never saw him. Never met him. But a lot of times you'll overlap with somebody who's just heading out of town when you're arriving to do shows at a venue. Yeah. So I guess this really was coming up for me because again, he and I were in the same circuit at times, and then also, you know, I. It's no secret, was deathly ill at one point in my life. And I was thinking, would you want to come out of retirement and continue to do what you do? Or would you be like, you know what, I just want to spend the rest of my time in my pool with my family and friends and hang out? Hmm. That's a good question. Because in this story... Jonathan, in 2014, was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy. Mm -hmm. It's a terminal heart disease, and he was given one year to live. So that's what you're saying. So if somebody says you have one year to live, do you want to take it easy, enjoy the people around you, or do you want to work and stay focused on that to give you a purpose? My feeling is I would probably want to go perform in some of my favorite cities. Mm Mm-hmm where I just have the greatest memories and that Mm -hmm. is like all over the board. Mm -hmm. Greatest memories of of audiences. Yeah. So uh, I'd probably want to do a short tour Mm -hmm. and then I'd want to just go do some cool things, which I guess we should all just be doing anyway. We should because, listen, we never know. Yeah. You don't know. There are no guarantees. I agree. I think... um, it's a little different as an actor, I think, because mm-hmm. 
when you're in a project, you're when you're shooting something, you are doing like 12-hour days, 14-hour days. And there's 15 hour days and there's little time for anything else because you're on Mm -hmm. the set and you're Mm -hmm. and sometimes you can't even text people back, you know, you. So I think maybe for me, it would be because I do like connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And I I agree with you. There are I I like I would want to keep doing this Mm -hmm. because I feel like I really like connecting with people on on this Mm -hmm. podcast a lot, but also would want to just be with my family. Yeah. And, my, and my really close friends and, yeah, you know, go to Vegas and gamble. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do all the favorite things that you would like to do. But it is a good qu- question. I know you do love to gamble. Yeah. And that, that is really where you spend your, your final days. It's pretty fun. I mean, Ma, Dr. Becky Hines and I yeah. have had some crazy ball times in uh-huh. Vegas and yeah. um <laughs> it is it's it's kind of like living in a um cartoon mm-hmm. for you know 48 hours yeah where you just go I had a friend she, I still have a friend her name is Maria hey Maria hey Maria hey wait is she your old assistant no but she's my old roommate oh that's what it is yeah I met her years ago yes yeah so yeah. I I live with yes yeah yes yeah yes yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh? mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, Marie and I lived together, you know, we were living in a, an apartment in West Hollywood. Remember when 1999 turned to 2000 and yeah. we all thought we were going to die that night? Yeah. Well, well I, I never felt ever like thought you, I was going to die that night. Anyway, we had a big... Um, there were other nights I thought I was going to die. <laughs> but not that one. No. We had a big party, you know, because it was like, whoa, the end of the world. This Tonight, it's going to happen. <laughs> Did you really think? Well, no, that was the big, you know, that's what everyone yeah. was saying. But there were so many big parties that we were like, well, we definitely want to die partying. Yeah, we want to die partying. I'm not going to sit. We don't want to sit in our living room like crying. Was there anyone that you were going to make out with? Because it because, was the end? Well, I don't recall making out with anyone that night. But Maria made out with three different guys. Maria. She like was like, okay. Does she listen to this podcast? I doubt it. Hey, Maria, hey. Hey, Maria, hey. No, she made out with a lot. But then also, remember that night we were watching it and three hours earlier in New York, right? They're dropping the ball and we're like, whoa, this is it. Nobody died. And then nobody died and we're like, I guess they're waiting for the West Coast. (laughs) And then it's really gonna. (laughs) I did not ever, ever think one second about that stuff. All I thought about was Prince. We're gonna party like it's 1999. Or how um, he sings it. We have to take a break. <laughs> oh, no. Well, don't you want to sing it? Sing sing it in the right key. Sing it in the right key. We're gonna party like it's 1999. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll be right oh, back no. after this break, and we will talk about the amazing Jonathan. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. 
the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And we're back okay. on Tig and Cheryl True Story. This is a comedy podcast <laughs> if this is the first time you're joining us. Okay. So, okay. Let's talk about, let's focus. So, Jonathan... Okay. The amazing Jonathan. He was a magician and a comedian. Mm-hmm. A lot of props. Got to give him props. Mm. I'm on fire. He <laughs> and um, so he discovers he has a year to live. And mm-hmm. this Ben Berman, the documentarian, gets a hold of him and says, can I do a documentary about your life? Yeah. Okay. So now we're watching the documentary. Eric Andre, Weird Al Yankovic, Chris Angel, Max Maven, Judy Gold, and also Carrot Top. Mm-hmm. Do you know Carrot Top? I don't, but Thomas and I went to Vegas and we went and saw Carrot Top live. I think he's a lovely person. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why I think that. I think I've met him before. I think we've already talked about this. Has he here. regretted um, calling himself Carrot Top? Um, oof. Oof, that's I don't a tough know. One. It seems like if he regrets it, he could just change it. Change it. Yeah. Okay. Well, and also, yeah. carrot top. Yeah. It should be carrot bottom. What? Well, because the top of a carrot oh, is green. That sounds dirty, the way you're saying carrot it. Carrot bottom. That sounds bad. Why? <laughs> because it's, you know what? I'm not going to explain it because people carrot can bottom. come to their, mm-mm. please don't. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome <laughs> Carrot Bottom. <laughs> okay, so any the point is there are a lot of comedians mm-hmm. on here that are interviewed. Yep. And Jonathan and his wife, Anastasia, Sin, mm-hmm. talk about having nothing to do. I didn't know that was her name either. Uh, talk about having nothing to do every day. And then Jonathan goes to the... Orleans showroom and talks to people about wanting to get back in to the magic world and people are encouraging him. Mm-hmm. Can you describe Jonathan's comedy to people? It's very kind of mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. over the top and mm-hmm. wild and crazy. And mm-hmm. um, like one of the funny things that he thought was funny was him holding a picture uh-huh. of a pitcher, like a baseball pitcher who throws a ball. Holding a pitcher, a picture of a pitcher, pitcher like something you you pour, pour water liquid in. out of. And that was one of his jokes. Okay, well, okay, listen. I'm just I'm, 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 I'm I letting the audience know the t- t- type of humor. We don't though. have an audience. <laughs> I'm I. <laughs> I honestly thought that was the dumbest joke. Mm. Slash, mm-hmm. could see myself painting the same picture of a picture, <laughs> no, holding a picture no, you of a picture. No, you would. Cheryl, if you did, would you take it on the road? I mean, I don't take anything on the road except <laughs> my uh, 
little suitcase. Oh, your little suitcase. Oh, yeah, you might do it, and then couldn't you see me being like Cheryl? What is this? Yeah, and then we'd all roll our eyes, and then uh-huh. you would be like, "Okay, I don't need to take it on the road." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd offer that up. I wouldn't be that rude to myself. I'd be like, "All right, I don't know if I have to take it on the road." I mean, I can paint this dumb thing, but I'm not going to take it on the road. <laughs> Um, okay, so we have the documentary where we find out that Jonathan did cocaine for 20 years. It's a long run. That is. It's longer than you did. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was 19 and a half years. Did I tell you I've never even seen cocaine? You've never seen it? I've never even seen cocaine. You mean in real life, but you've seen it on, yeah. in the movies. Well, yeah. 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 You in fact, I yeah. was. T- I take this vitamin D pill, and mm. when Brad I travel... That's right. I take two at a time. Okay. And so the pills are in this glass jar. And when I travel. Oh, they shake up. And and breaks a Uh lot of the pills. Uh And so when I take my pills in the morning at the hotel, oftentimes there's white powder all over my counter. And I clean it it off because I don't want the housekeeper to think (laughs) that I was in here doing drugs. (laughs) <laughs> I like I like that that's your biggest concern of the day. It's like, oh boy. I gotta get I'm a... not saying it's my biggest concern. But it's a concern. That's it is sweet. a concern. Okay, so. Oh, so we find out that he's he's done it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Which is not healthy. Let's be honest. And now. What are you a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. People can do, can do whatever you want. Stay, stay in my lane. And um, now he smokes speed meth right right which is also meth also not healthy no also not healthy but i don't know that much about drugs is when you take speed is it always can it come in a pill or no or you have to inject it i thought meth you inject i don't know i thought you smoked meth maybe you can do both thomas do you know anything about do you think we should start selling drugs (laughs) together (laughs) step into my office i'd like to show you things you might be able to snort Inject or smoke. You decide. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are probably different versions of it. You could do, you could do it anyway. Thomas, do you but know? But wait, who cares? Oh, I'm curious. Oh, okay. I feel like Thomas is ignoring us. He so, is. He um, is totally ignoring he's, us. He's filling out an application for another job. <laughs> he is. He's like, should I put them down as references or no? It's TGI Fridays. <laughs> By the way, I did work at TGI Fridays. I got fired from TGI Friday. It doesn't matter. Why? Were you eating Monte Cristos um, without? <laughs> why, didn't they, they sell Monte Cristos? Probably. Here's why they said they fired. I Listen, okay. I don't want to get in a fight with TGI Fridays. I don't think you will. <laughs> hey, TGI Fridays. Hey. hey. Wait, why did you get fired? Well, this is why they said. Here's the thing about when I worked there anyway. Yeah. That the number one rule was whatever the customer wants, you do whatever the customer wants. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> Thanks, TGI Fridays. Anything? This is what they were saying. Anyway, huh. so I was bartender. They were sitting at the bar, and the guy wanted me to, you know, there's like a little trick with a beer bottle and a glass, and you uh-huh. can you can flip it over all the way uh-huh. and then lift up the glass, and it, I don't know, pours into the glass in sort of a dramatic okay. way. It doesn't matter. I'll have to believe you. <laughs> Anyway, I did that, which 
also part of their thing is a lot of flair behind the bar. And mm-hmm. they were mad at me because they said it was... Uh, Horny? <laughs> they said it was that you shouldn't do that because then the bottle is now touching the beer. Anyway... I didn't know. I think they were, uh, let's be honest, I'm sure they were looking for a reason to fire me, and that's what they came up with. But why would they be looking for a reason to fire you? I don't know. I've been fired from several jobs. Okay. I did walk off once. I didn't. I mean, I quit in the middle of happy hour once at a place called Spanky's. Hey, Spanky's, hey. <laughs> Spanky's, hey. What was Spanky's all about? Ah, uh, this manager. No, but what is the restaurant? Oh, what do you get at Spanky's? Cocktails. Sounds like cocktails. it must be plant-based. <laughs> Spanky's was, plant-based. By the way, this was uh, 40 years ago. To the day? <laughs> this is my anniversary of... Oh, uh, happy. <laughs> this is my walk-off uh, to Spanky's birthday no but at the time it was very crowded this was in west virginia oh when you followed that guy there yeah and then we broke up but anyway uh it was very crowded blah 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 Mm. the bus boy Mm. didn't show up blah 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 they wanted me to bus tables okay i'm wearing Mm. high heels and a skirt and i'm bussing tables and then (laughs) and then at some point i said to my manager i'm like look i'm not really a busser I'm wearing mm. high heels. If I knew I was going to bust tables, I would be wearing tennis shoes and pants. Like, this is mm. – and he said, you know what? You're going to do what I tell you. And if if I tell you to scrub the the bathroom with a toothbrush, you're going to scrub the bathroom with a toothbrush. What a great guy. And I said – Did you keep in touch? <laughs> <laughs> and we lived happily ever after. <laughs> no, so I, I said, oh, I quit. Because I'm not going to scrub the the bathroom with a toothbrush. And if you think that's my job, that I have to do whatever you tell me to do, then we're on different pages. Well, I don't think he was actually saying he was going to make you clean the bathroom with a toothbrush. He was just saying, when I I say jump, you jump. Yeah, that's not how you treat And you didn't want to jump. Oh, you don't. (laughs) I don't want to jump. That's not how you treat anybody. You know what I mean? Especially somebody that's doing you a favor, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like freaking bussing tables. I'm on your side. I just... uh, Got me fired up? Yeah. Okay. uh, Got you fired (laughs) up. (laughs) Okay, where were we? Uh, Oh, boy. Okay, Jonathan. Jeez, Mm. we really need to focus. Okay, okay. Okay, so Jonathan is on We have to take a break, though, and then we will. Tig. Tig. Uh-huh. Look at this. This is double-sided, uh, and we haven't even gotten down half of the first page. Okay. We'll do that when we come back from this break, Cheryl. Okay. Okay. On Tig and Cheryl True Story. Okay. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. 
comfortable. Ah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are back talking about the amazing Jonathan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now oh, so now we find out Jonathan has a year to live. Now he's mm-hmm. already lived past that year. Now it's going into year two, year three, now four. year four. He doesn't want to stop doing drugs because he associates his success with the use of drugs. Yeah. Also, you'll know better than me. I could not get a vibe on how successful he was as a comedian. I mean, he lived in a very, in a it looked like a very fancy house. Well, it was big. But then I kept thinking, well, but big isn't always fancy. Big, big is, doesn't always mean nice. Okay. And I kept thinking, I like to fancy myself someone who pays attention to the stand-up comedy world. Mhm. And I'd never heard of him. Yeah, there's a world of magicians Yeah, that I would say a lot of comedians know about and mm. people that really follow magicians mm. know about. Okay. And I would say he falls into that category. Okay. He, he was certainly successful. I mean, he, like he said in the movie, he made millions of dollars mm. and that was probably over decades. Right. I would guess he was very comfortable yeah. And had a lot of extra cash to spend as long as he wasn't, you know, F- foolish, completely blowing it all. Okay. So in the documentary, he does come out of retirement and he starts performing again. And it is pretty crazy that he is doing the exact same. He must have had like a cultish following because he does. Mm-hmm. He did the same jokes. For, mm-hmm. for decades, right? Well, a lot of comedians do that, though. Oh, that's true. They'll have their... Their thing. Their show. Yeah. And they go and tour or do cruise ships or Vegas, and right. they do their show. And that's what people want to see. It's like, uh, what's his name? Gallagher that did the, the Smash the yeah. Watermelons, right? Yeah. And, you know, Gallagher and Jonathan might have new material here or there. I I don't know. But then it's like, for me, I start to kind of lose my mind if I don't move on to new material after a while. And I'm really at that point where I'm ready to tape this special. I can't wait for you to tape this Mm -hmm. special. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. So then uh, halfway through the documentary, Jonathan invites another documentary film crew yeah to start filming him yeah and ben berman meets the other film crew and Mm -hmm. it seemed like jonathan was just being kind of mean to ben saying yeah well this other film crew they're really great they were nominated for Oscars oscars for man on wire and searching for sugarman haven't we done both of those we have I felt so proud of us when I heard that. 
Is that a ridiculous, prideful moment for no yes. reason? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I hope our listeners, too, were in the know. Mm-hmm. But so now Jonathan is telling Ben Berman, this crew is really great, and they're going to do release their documentary first, and then you're going to release your second. And I have to say, I was in a similar but different situation at one point because of the documentary about me on Netflix called TIG. Yeah. There was also simultaneously a documentary tour Mm. film being made about me Mm. uh, for Showtime called Mm. Knock Knock, It's TIG Notaro. Oh. And so there was, it was kind of heightened stress because... Those projects started at different times, but they, you know how things in in Hollywood, Hollywood. they go when they go, Mm -hmm. and both of those started to go and get traction at the same time, and the producers and directors were mad at each other. It, it, and it I was tense. in the middle of it. Yeah, it was it was a little uncomfortable, and I had no control. No. What, do, what can you do? I had no control. That would be really hard. And mainly the biggest problem was when they were finished, I guess, mm. now that I'm rem- This is so long ago. But it, it was at the same time they were going to be submitted to film festivals. And they were each wanting me to hold back on the other one so that they could submit theirs. And I was just like, I don't even know what to say or do. You know, I'm not. This just happened this this way. (gasps) That's stressful. Yeah, it's different than this. But I connected with that moment. I'm glad you shared it with us. Mm, I'm glad you're glad. (laughs) Okay, so then now we find out that there's a third documentarian who has been Mm -hmm. working on a documentary called Chad Taylor. He had started shooting this several years before. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, Ben goes to Chad's house to find out more about Chad and says, what do you, how do you make a living? Is this how you make a living? And he says, no, I juggle chainsaws. Okay, that threw me for, for a loop. Yeah, I did not see that coming. And then we see Chad juggle chainsaw. Is that a career? It seems like Chad must be a great chainsaw juggler. I, I don't. I've I've never heard of him, but I'm not in that chainsaw juggling circle. No, no <laughs> not yet. But you know, careers can really go in many different ways. I mean, it just. At, listen, at some point, I was like. I'm not sure I know what this documentary is about. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel like that? Yeah, many times. <laughs> okay. I wasn't quite sure what I was following a few times. Yes. We're like, oh, now we're watching somebody juggle chainsaws in his driveway. Well, where else are you going to do it? Are you going to do it in the kitchen? <laughs> and then that, ha- you know, I wanted to stop and Google chainsaw juggling, but of course I didn't because... You don't have that kind of time. I don't. But yeah. are they real chainsaws? Like, Are they really good? They can't have a thing. I didn't Google. Thomas, we have so many questions. For, first of all, we never got any answers about drugs. And now, are the chainsaws real chains? They can't be real chainsaws. This documentary podcast asks hard questions. <laughs> what are drugs? How do you use them? Do you smoke them? What are chainsaw jobs? <laughs> 
But uh, let me ask you a question. And this isn't uh, a knock to Jonathan uh-huh. or Sounds anyone. Sounds like there might be a knock coming <laughs> to Jonathan. That wears a toupee. But, uh, I, but I thought that. Knock, the, knock. I thought that was a, uh, an interesting er, interesting aspect of it. I, that was never explained. Because Jonathan. Had hair? He had hair. And then whenever he goes out in public. He would put on, I mean, to call it a toupee is, I mean, it's more of a wig, which yeah. is fine. But I was confused, like, oh, is this part of the shtick? And he's doing the film without it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I was. I wanted to ask you about it to see if you knew. No clue. Mm. But I had moments of, wait, why now? Oh, why, no, why not now? <laughs> oh, it's back on. And it's off. <laughs> oh, gosh. But listen, I don't care if people wear two. If you wear a toupee, that's great. I don't care. Yeah, listen, if you're out there and you're wearing a toupee, do you Cheryl think? approves. I do. Unless you're Amazing Jonathan. Well, no. I was hoping in this documentary that we would see, oh, like you're saying, this is when he wears it. This is when he doesn't. This is yeah. why he wears it. This is why he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. <laughs> a lot of follow-up questions for them. <laughs> Important ones, too. Okay. And then, oh, and then at some point we find out there's a fourth documentarian. Right. Why not? Named Nikki. Hey, Nikki. Hey. Hey, Nikki. Hey. hey. Nikki did not want to be on uh, camera. She gave her footage to Ben and said, good luck. I don't want anything to do with it. And then when Ben is watching it, he realizes, oh, the amazing Jonathan says the same thing to all the documentarians. It's the same jokes. It's the same word for word. Sound bites. I use drugs like I take vitamins. And now Ben is starting to think, what's going on? Why am I doing this? Am I being had? Maybe this Mm -hmm. guy is not even sick. Yeah. I've been spending so much time on this. and Would you have felt that way? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have. And would you have started to think, oh, maybe he's not terminally ill? Yeah. Would you have? Maybe. I I was thinking a lot about that. It's really interesting how having had cancer and being around a lot of terminally ill people when I've been at like um, events and charities and you'll meet people that are terminally ill Mm -hmm. and they look completely fine. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about that a lot, where that was very eye-opening for me once I was kind of submerged into the cancer mm-hmm. world, that people can surpass the date that their doctor gives them. Right. And and it's really remarkable when it happens. And right. then one day you just hear that they passed away, and it's like, oh, my gosh. It goes back to you just never know what's going on in somebody's life. You know, you can't. A million percent. Yeah. You don't know what they're struggling with, what, even if they, if they're at a party and they're having a good time, that doesn't mean that they're not struggling Mm -hmm. in in their life somehow. Yeah. That was an interesting idea in the documentary. Like Ben, who's trying to do a project Mm -hmm. and then wondering, oh, is he, he sort of had to ask himself because Jonathan is still alive. Mm-hmm. 
was he thinking that he would have already died and that would have been the end of his documentary? Yeah, like, is this why I'm doing it? I'm waiting for him to die yeah. and he's not dying. And so... It kind of became an existential crisis. Yeah, I'm sure it was very confusing. Yeah. So, and at some point, Ben finds out that this man, Simon Chin, who had been a producer on, what do we say? Uh, Man on Wire and Mm -hmm. Searching for Sugarman, that um, he didn't know anything about this other film crew. Mm -hmm. So now Ben feels like he's just been lied to. He's been had by Jonathan. He's at one point, Jonathan said, which is also, I didn't really get, but okay. Jonathan had said to Ben, I'll let you film me doing meth if you'll Mm -hmm. do it on film with me. Mm-hmm. So at some point, Ben was like, "Okay, I'll I'll do it." But also, I didn't know what that would get what that would get us. Don't smoke meth. I ben. know. Don't. Well, then I was like, ah, "I guess if you're just going to do it once, yeah." Oh. But don't a lot of people think, ah, "I'll just do it once"? Then they're hooked. Yeah. Then they're smoking it, popping it, yeah. injecting it. However, they do it. Rolling around in meth. <laughs> Rolling around in. <laughs> what if that's how you? <laughs> What if that's how you think you do meth? You just you just put it on the floor around. and roll around. Roll around. <laughs> we really should open our open our drug store. Nope. I thought you were gonna say our hearts. <laughs> it's too late for that. Okay. <laughs> Da da da. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna wind it down. So uh, so now meth, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> rolling around in meth. <laughs> I get up every morning, I roll around in meth, and I I get Start out the, the day. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. At some point, Ben is really searching for answers. He goes to London to to meet with Simon Chen to ask him, do you know anything about the amazing Jonathan? He says no. And then he tells him, okay, here's the whole story. And I'm not going to rehash it all, but you heard it all. And 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 Ben says to Simon, "Okay, now we're spilling beans. Yeah. If there's anybody, that's, that's what we're here for. If there's anybody that's going to watch this, that's like, oh no, don't say the ending. So when you turn it off, here come the beans. <laughs> we should get a sound effect for the show where you hear beans, beans just beans. dropping, fall, just no, just like spilling out on a table." <laughs> Like almost like coins, you know, <laughs> like here they come. Here they come. Here come the beans. Um, here come the beans. So Ben tells Simon, Simon says, I don't know anything about this documentary. And then Ben says, I do think that Jonathan is terminally ill. Mm-hmm. I had questioned it, but now I believe he really is. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that it was filling Jonathan's heart with so much joy and pride that he thought that he had a film crew that was an Oscar-winning film crew. Yeah. And so Ben asked Simon, mm-hmm. will you come aboard my film as yeah. an executive producer so mm-hmm. Jonathan can say mm-hmm. he had an Oscar-winning film crew? Yeah. Associated. And Simon yeah. said yes. I know. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. And then he goes, Ben goes and tells 
Jonathan, and, and Jonathan is visiting his mother in a, an assisted living home, and Jonathan's now in a wheelchair. And mm-hmm. did you kind of feel badly for Ben? Because many times, oh God, so many times, <laughs> many times, Ben is just like in the doorway, yeah, like just trying to figure out what to do next and do the right thing and do the right thing, and then also. Make it make sense for himself that he's Spent devoting so much his time. time and money or whatever. I don't know who's paying for this, but I mean. I know. He, How does he pay his rent? That's one of the things I always wondered, but. Yeah. Yeah. So now Ben goes all the way to see Jonathan to tell him Simon is a producer on the movie. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. that's all that Jonathan talks about with other people at, <laughs> at the party. And Ben is just sort of standing there watching him brag about the other. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> I can't take the Ben torture any longer. Uh, okay. And then at the very, very end, did you watch it like when credits were rolling? Mm-hmm. And then you find out that Simon said, oh, oh, Simon said that Simon, Simon said. said at some point, Yes, there were crew members from mm-hmm. the other documentaries that had worked on that documentary. I think yeah. I made myself clear. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he had a slight connection to the movie. Yes. So that is... um The whole story. <laughs> the, the amazing Jonathan. And just to let everyone know, since... This documentary was made. Jonathan passed away in 2022. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a nice tribute to him. Yeah, definitely. And boy, did he have a a last few years of a run. In he life. really did. People w- people were very excited to see him and go watch. Well, him. and he lived so much longer yeah. than he was supposed to. Yeah. And. A million film crews were trying to document his life. Right. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Oh, boy. All right. Well, Tig, Mm -hmm. (laughs) are you ready for some final thoughts? Yes. Okay. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not cry, but... As complicated and maybe a little wacky as he is, mm-hmm. you know, you can't help but feel for him. I right. Mean, it's... Uh, yeah, like you're saying, it's complicated. Yeah, and I, again, I certainly, this is not my story, but I, I remember it was very complicated in 2012 when I was so deathly ill, and then I was also in every magazine and Mm. TV interview and being offered all these opportunities. But I was struggling physically and emotionally. And there were documentary crews and there were, and of course I could have said no, but you're also faced with this moment of, well, maybe I'll live through this or maybe I won't live through this and maybe it'll be nice to have things documented or to have these opportunities I didn't have. It's just, it's a lot of stuff going on. So I oddly connected in in different moments to this film. That's interesting. Yeah, because 
like I said, going through that thing with the same documentary filmmaker or different documentary filmmakers at one time and being deathly ill at one time and having exciting things happen when bad things are going on. Yeah. It's, it's really confusing. That actually makes a lot of sense. But I, I personally have no regrets because I really enjoyed all the projects that I did. And even when there were hard bumps in the road with the business side of things um, and personal things or health issues, I, I really am glad that I did it. And I'm sure he is, too. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, they say pain is the touchstone of spiritual growth. And I do believe yeah. that. And I think when, mm-hmm. when somebody's going through something very painful, whether they want to or not, they are going to yeah. uh, have more insight after mm-hmm. afterwards and have a perspective that no, nobody else can have. So, Absolutely. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it was, you know, at times emotional. You know, I didn't cry, but I was touched, I would say very much when Ben was reading that letter from his mother. Yes. Well, I think if you're going to say that, you have to tell people what you're talking about. Well, there was also footage in the film that Ben took as a child. He was very young and his mother passed away and he was documenting his family and and their and their process and Yeah. Yeah. His dad after his mother died. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of tied into Ben feeling like maybe this is why I'm drawn to this material. Yeah. But he sat down and read this um, letter from his mother. And yeah, I just felt for him. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. Okay. Very important question. Who were you attracted to? Mm, Well, (laughs) I, I think it's Ben. I know. Ben is really cute. Yeah. Although I have to tell you, the chainsaw juggler was real cute. <laughs> yeah, but then you have to deal with chainsaws all well, the time. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends on what you want to do with this person. But I'm just saying. Well, I think I would choose anybody that wasn't with chainsaws. <laughs> I just, that's not, no matter who. You don't like the element of danger? I think I'm okay with certain elements of danger. I just would be like, oh, the uh, chainsaw. I'm going to do the chainsaw again. I mean, yeah. yeah, because if this guy's at a party, you know he's got chainsaws in his trunk and can't yeah. wait to get them out and do his party yeah. trick. Yeah, yeah. It would be. Not in the mood. Not, I would never be in the mood for the <laughs> chainsaws never, to come out. Never. <laughs> never. Um, okay. Honey, honey, can I just bring, no, please. Not why? tonight. Don't why do the chainsaws. Why can't you do it when I go on tour? When I'm on tour, you can go party with your chainsaws. Now's your chance for True Story Talkback. Do you have anything to say? I don't think so. What about you? Well, I want to tell Ben thank you for mm-hmm. sticking with this and really mm-hmm. taking a beat to look to look at the bigger picture and ask mm-hmm. yourself why you're doing it and, and giving Jonathan, that was such a graceful thing to do, to ask Simon to come aboard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you knew that Ben was not going to get credit <laughs> from anyone <laughs> for doing that. Uh, and right. he didn't. Yeah. But it was really, it was just a really beautiful uh, gesture. Moment. Yeah, it really yeah. was. that I, I really, really appreciated. So thank you, Ben. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, that's it. That is it. And just a reminder, we are going to take a hiatus and... 
Keep an eye out on our social media for updates. Okay, before we go, should we read some true fan mail? Yes. This is from Casey. Hey, Hey, Casey, hey. Casey, hey. Hey, and Cheryl, hey. First off, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Mm -hmm. I work for a large global company, over 20,000 employees. Braggadocious alert! (laughs) And was recently promoted to an executive level position. I'm Mm -hmm. such a fan that when my promotion announcement went out, I included listening to Tig and Cheryl True Story as one of my favorite hobbies, even before mentioning my husband and daughter. Oh my God. When I received many email responses congratulating me on my prom- promotion, the best one was from the CEO that simply said, Hey, girl, hey. <gasps> oh no way. God. <laughs> oh my God. That makes me. Thanks for all the laughs and for my new connection with my CEO. Oh, that, that is hilarious. I like that we're taking over the world. The wor- <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. Okay. This is from Cody. Hey, Cody. Hey, hey. Cody. Hey. Hey, Tig and Cheryl. Hey. I'm a huge fan of the show and usually have it playing on my phone when making dinner. My seven-year-old son hears the show playing but doesn't comment about it much. Uh-oh. I'm so scared to know where this is going. <laughs> Yesterday, we were on a long drive and we were about to go through a long tunnel. We have an agreement with him that when we drive through tunnels, he can roll his window down and scream anything he wants and he won't get in trouble. Yesterday at the top. Wow. I know. I like that. I do too. How old is he? He's seven. I love that. Yesterday at the top of his lungs, he yelled out, Tegan Cheryl. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't get in trouble. (laughs) I like that he's been waiting to yell I just love that. Of all the options, that is what he chose. Oh, my gosh. That makes me laugh. That makes me laugh. He probably has no idea what those words mean. I shouldn't say that. Of course, he's seven. He knows what. Yeah. Well. My kids are almost seven. Yeah. They they know people's names. Can I tell you our son, Max? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He said to his uncle, he said, I learned a new phrase that I've been using. Uh-oh. And uh, his uncle said, oh, what is that? And he said, well, it's you should talk. <laughs> <laughs> and his uncle was like, oh, uh-huh. that, that's great. That's a good phrase. And he said, yeah. And Max said, yeah, for instance, Uh-oh. Finn told me that I needed to hurry up and get dressed. And I said, Finn... You should talk because he didn't have his socks on yet. Burn in your face. You should talk. I like that he thinks that that he that thinks it's deep. The, yeah, he thinks it's the coolest Whoa. phrase. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Ah, shoot, Tootie. Okay, Tig. Yeah. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Uh, yes, I do have some things to promote. I'm going to be in Vegas on June 2nd. And as I mentioned earlier, my next stand-up special is going to be taped this June in just a few weeks in Brooklyn, New York. 
if you're available and you want to come out and party down and see the show, whether you've seen it on this tour or not, this will be the final run. Also, I think I'm going to have a few more shows added in early June to get ready for the the taping. And then I'll be in um, Fayetteville, Arkansas, June 23rd. I'll also be in Jacksonville, Oregon, July 21st. Eugene, Oregon, July 22nd. I've heard the tickets are going very fast in Eugene. So uh, get on that, folks. And then also check out Don't Ask Tig, my other podcast. What about you, Cheryl? Do you have anything to promote? I have absolutely nothing going on, Tig. Not a thing in the world. But I do want to tell you, I am going to tell you what Dr. Becky Hines and I have been working on very soon. But I can't do it until it's like ready to go live. Ooh! And then when it does, it's we're we're really talking about it um, specifically to the snark bowls first because we want to. Anyway, I you got to give it a few weeks, and then I'm going to tell you everything. Awesome! It'll be fun. Should we do it again? Yes, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabby Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.